Good evening and welcome to uh, another um, bonus episode here on the Ramblings of a Manchild. I'm actually doing this just on a whim, kind of straight off, you know, my tongue, out, straight out of my heart. Going to have some dark truths here in this little bonus episode. I'm not even going to, like, advertise or push this episode at all. I'm just doing this to kind of get it out of my head, get it out of my, get it off my chest, get the weight off my shoulders. And it seems like when I record an episode, I feel, you know, a thousand times better. Although, like I said, I am not in any rush to kind of start doing any episodes on any scheduling. I just do them when I feel like doing them. And I'm going to do this on a whim at like, you know, midnight. But um, I just wanted to get some stuff out there and, uh, just put it down here on my account. If you listen to this, I appreciate it. If you don't listen to it, oh, well, um, you know, I went, like I said, in my last episode, my bonus episode, that was an hour long. I went from 70 to 80 listeners on my first like seven episodes, my last Full episode on season one of the Ramblings of a Manchild had 13 listeners. And my last, this past bonus episode that I'm, you know, repeating myself, sound like a broken record and all that. I actually only had three people listen to the whole thing. And I think one of them was my wife or my 13 year old stepson. Because he listens to my podcasts on his um, tablet every time I publish one. I think he just wants to, you know, hear the inner workings of his stepfather. Especially since I did an episode of uh, Ramblings of a Manchild with him. He is actually the episode that has the most listens to it. it I'm up to like 80 some listens uh, to that and I really do appreciate it. Uh, and that was me interviewing him because he is 100% a total asshole. But he has a heart of gold. But on with the show here. Um, I've posted a couple things on my social media. I've, you know, been very open with my spouse and my older children. And I come to a very eye-opening woke, you know, hashtag woke moment. Um, a ha-ha moment. But I just want to, like, get it out there and kind of just... You know, get it on paper, quote unquote. And that is, I am 30, going to be 37 years old here in about a month. I'm on marriage number three. I have five five biological children from three different women. I have two stepsons. I love all of them as much as I possibly can. But... With this whole COVID, quarantine, losing my job, thinking, being an at-home dad and doing podcasts on the side and doing some stuff online and, you know, was all going to be, you know, running through daisies. I am here to admit, I think I was wrong. I lately here in the last, especially the last couple months... Um, ever since like April-ish, the end of April, beginning of May, I have lost literally all ambition to do anything. 
I wake up every day. I do what's necessary for my day-to-day in-home, at-home, husbandry stuff. I do dishes. I do laundry. I clean up after my two-year-old. I yell at my older kids for being, you know, jerks. But for all the stuff I used to be driven to do, I used to like shampoo the carpets and make sure that I not only had dinner on the table when the wife walked in, I had dinner, either dinner already done or dinner already prepped for the next day. I had made bread from scratch. I was all into, you know, all this creativity and artistry stuff and just had all this drive ambition. That's originally where this whole podcast thing came from because I was like, you know what? I'm a talker. I have a lot to talk about. And then I realized through the last six months of 2020, you know, from January, the end of December of 2019, January 2020 till, you know, we're going, we're at the end of July now that the nuances of adult life, especially going into my 40s, sucks donkey dick. 110%. Like, I try to be an active, mature adult participant in society. Especially now that we're in quarantine, everything has to be done online. I tried voicing my beliefs and my spirituality and my political stance and all that. And it, I guess, kind of backfired on me. I kind of, I think, put my foot in my mouth and my head up my ass. And I'm here to say that I... Just kind of had a moment the other day and realized that I have no friends by like definition of having a friend or an acquaintance or even an inquiry into some sort of relationship that has nothing to do with being, you know, sexually intermittent. I guess is the way I want to say it. Like, I have no friendships. I have no friends. I have, like, reach outs once in a great while where I'll have a long-term friend comment on a Facebook post. Or once in a while I'll get a Facebook message from a friend. Or, like, the reminiscence of the past. But as a 37-year-old father, husband... At home dad, podcaster, nerd, geek, metalhead, you know, entrepreneur of life itself. I have no one to vent to. I have no one that wants to just have an open-ended discussion about random shit. No one wants to sit here and talk about the possibility of time travel, spirituality, relationship, shit. Religion, you know, the best way to handle a situation and just talk about life in general. Because I've come to really find out that no one talks like that anymore. I used to do it all the time with friends and family, especially my dad. We would just sit at the table with, you know, a pitcher of iced tea and just talk until we're blue in the face until we got to the point where our throats were so dry and we were so in deep into the conversation that we forgot to actually take a drink of you know tea 
And we would talk, we would be able to go from subject to subject to situation to discussion about anything and everything for hours on end. And it just, it was so mentally and emotionally stimulating that I deeply, deeply miss it. I can't even truthfully have a conversation, an open-ended conversation that has, that's literally quote-unquote meaningless with my wife because two things. One, if the conversation doesn't have a meaning or an end or have any relationship to anything she has knowledge about, not opinion, knowledge about, she has nothing to do with the conversation. So I could look at her and go, hey, what do you think about, you know, what if a nuclear bomb went off in a volcano in Hawaii? Do you think the volcano, you know, a volcano in Europe would erupt? Or, you know, what are, what do you think, what's your opinion about ghosts? Are they real? Are they the spirit of a dead person? Are they, you know, on a reflection of a different dimension or a different earthly timeline and then get into like really the sciencey opinion shit? Nope. Uh, if it has no meaning to her quote unquote life, she doesn't want to talk about it. Two, the only time I want to really have a conversation, this is normally with anybody, is either in a closed space, in an enclosed space, like the bathroom, why I'm in the, like say I'm in the shower and she's brushing her teeth or something and we're getting ready for bed and all of a sudden my brain wakes up and goes, hey, let's have a talk because we don't talk much. And... Or in the car when we go away as a couple, like when we go on date night or we go away to go shopping for the kids in Lancaster to the outlets, which isn't a highlight of my day, but it's at least I'm out of the house. And I just, hey, what do you, what's your thought on this? Or, hey, well, that's awesome. And I try to make, I try to be a smart ass about it. And I look over and try to start a con an intelligent conversation, open-ended, no judgments. And what's she doing? <sighs> You know, phone in the palm of her hand with her thumb just up, 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 slide, boom, boom, boom. So she's either on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok, Amazon, and whatever other apps. She has her match three games she plays. I don't know which one. I think she's on Candy Crush still, although that kind of, I think that fucking died like five years ago, but she still plays it. And, you know, she does her crossword, her, her uh, crossword puzzles, which once in a while she gets stuck and she'll ask me, and that's about the most intelligent conversation we normally have in the car or in any randomness of life is, hey, what is a seven-letter word for so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, it's this. And she's like, how the fuck do you know that? And I'm like, you're talking to the guy of, that has a reserve spot in the corner of his mind dedicated to useless information. And I'm not kidding about that. Ask some of my past friendships. I, I just memorized the stupidest shit in, in the world. And then I have this whole thing here in the last like couple weeks like I call I told my wife I have this like I'm ha having a very emotional very depressive moment in my life right now and I don't know if it's just because I don't have a distraction I don't have friends I don't have a job I'm collecting on employment because my job didn't think of giving me eight weeks off at 60% pay was qualification enough to stay home and take care of my family just in case something bad did happen 
Instead, I'm getting a paid unemployment up until January of 2021, which I'm not complaining, especially since I'm getting an extra $1,200 from the government every month. But I have nobody other than the people that are in my box that I built that are, you know, have to be biologically or in some way inner webbed and interacted in my life, my day-to-day life. I have no one to vent to. I have no one to just take a break and have an intelligent, open-ended conversation with. I I have, I literally, I, I call it depressive state of mind. I'm technically by psychologically book definition, I'm actually lonely. Even though I'm surrounded by my children, I have ample time with my wife. We sleep in the same bed. We talk every day on the phone if she's at work. We FaceTime if she's away traveling for a job. You know, we share the same bedroom. We share this, you know, most of the time she wears my clothes anyway. You know, she lets me spend money and buy some weird shit and be the dad that I'm supposed to be and rock my dad bod and mow my yard. And I, you know, the the highlight purchase of my, of the month is I bought myself a bug bug zapper for outside. I don't know why, but that's a big dad purchase right there. I was kind of like giggling inside that I have a bug zapper. Um, but personally, I have some real big mental demons just whispering all the time to the point where one thing I never really had an urge to do comes naturally now. And that is, I'm not, and and ask anybody I grew up with, ask my parents, ask my brother. I never was a big drinker. I like going out. I like socializing. I like social drinking, but I never was a big one for drinking at home. And ever, you know, a lot of people do that. You know, save money, buy a case of beer, you drink at home, you have a good time, you watch some TV and just relax and sleep good. Never was that way. I, I was a social butterfly, a social drinker. I only drank whenever other people was around because it loosens me up, gets me talking. But the last couple months, I found myself every two weeks buying a case of beer. I sit down and drink two or three beers a night just because I have nothing else to do than sit and watch TV because of this depressive, lonely state of mind that I'm in. I have no ambition, no creativity, no drive to literally live except for just to wake up the next day and do what needs to be done because I know it needs to be done. I'm the guy that literally Googled and YouTubed, searched how to find a purpose in life. And in the back of my head, I have an adult grown-up voice telling me how pathetic that technically that search is. I'm 37 years old. I've never, I have, you know, dreams and, and, and you know, aspirations. And I do have a bucket list. And I look at it and go, you know, yeah, it's just dreams. They're They're called dreams for a reason. You know, they don't come true. They... You know, I don't have any way to escape. You know, 
drugs and alcohol aren't supposed to be an escape. They're supposed to just relax you and let you wander, you know, with people that you trust. And I'm sitting here with putting my kids to bed just so I can sit and watch Hulu and watch cooking shows and reality shows and sit here and drink beer by myself in candlelight. Yeah, I'm not lying. I don't know what it is. I just have an ambiance for candlelight. That's like a secret for me. But, you know, I... I don't know. I just... It's just... I I told... I put it on Facebook the other day that I was sitting in a chair, drinking a beer, watching TV, no lie, and the episode was over and, it, you know, they give you that 15 seconds to continue to the next episode... And I looked down at my hands that were on my lap. And the first question that popped in my head in my personal narrative, you know, inner thought was, is this really me? Is this who I've become? And I don't know what that means. That's the first thing that popped in my head when I looked at my own hands. I looked and questioned myself. Like I was a third par- third party playing in first person view of myself. If you understand where I'm going from that. And then last night I had a couple beers and I we have an outdoor dog. We have a, a we have a, a big um African mastiff that's roughly six months old. And um I mean he's not big big. He's I'm gonna say roughly about seventy five pounds. But I, I take him out during the day because he likes, when he gets bored, he likes to chew on random crap. And I just, I don't want him swallowing the wrong thing. So I take him outside and I tie him outside and I usually give him something to chew on. I give him chew toys or he had a big football for the longest time. Um, and I went out last night around, I don't know, 9 30, 10 o'clock, probably a little after that, probably about quarter after 10. Let him off the leash. Let him run around a little bit. I We have a, little, a frisbee that lights up. I, he likes to chase. So I turned it on and threw it. And he, he got it a couple times. And he must have chewed on it just right for the light to go out. And I, out of randomness, just looked straight up. And for a half a second... Realize what I for I what I forgot what stars look like. My life in my little box that I made was so closed in and so I don't know straining mentally that as a, a full blown adult I completely forgot what the night sky looked like and i brought the dog in i fed him i fed him a little i give him a little snack before he goes in his crate and he you know i put him in his crate shut the crate and no lie i went right back outside and for 20 minutes i stared at the stars as a 30 year 37 year old male i stared at the stars because i realized how small I am in this known universe, let alone whatever dimensional 
you know, confines that we all live in, including other planets, other species, other creatures, how small I really am and how pathetic my life really is. I know that's not really the glorified, optimistic way of looking at things, but that's where I'm at. I realized that my life is not even close to being fulfilled in any means necessary. Yes, I have children that love me unconditionally. I love them unconditionally. No question about that. I have a spouse that breaks her back and works 70 to 80 hours a week just so I can stay home to benefit not only our children, but to make sure that the house just the household just, just doesn't melt away in a blink of an eye because we're too busy making paper that has no technically no significant value in the end. That and I'm really good at housework. Don't ask me why. I, it just comes naturally. Give me a set of headphones and some good tunes and I will uber clean a house in like two days. But being closed in and and doing it not on purpose and not in a not intentionally, but like subconsciously, like literally closing off the world around me that is not in contained in my household. I you don't realize it until it's almost like too late. You don't realize that. The life, the life, I mean, the steps that you've taken to get to the life you're at right now were how significant they actually were to make you who you are, but then just to realize that you're wasting away. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone or if anyone's ever going to fucking listen to this, but yeah. That's that's where I'm at. And I just kind of wanted to like get that weight off my shoulders, that that off my chest. Those feelings, I guess, is is where I want to go with it. But yeah, I just I realize I have I literally have no friendships other than the ones that technically don't count as friendships because they're my children and my spouse. They don't count. Although my wife will argue till she's blue in the face. She's like, I'm your friend. I married you. Yes, you're a friend. But you're a friend I have sex with. That really doesn't... That kind of null and voids a, a friendship where I can look at you and bitch about it. And vent about how sucky my life is to the person that helps contribute to that life. So I have, like, no guy friends. I have and 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 I will 100% admit I had the wake up moment started a couple weeks ago. My wife bought a bunch of clothes for my daughters from a friend, a mutual friend that we both have that she went to high school with and I've known for years. And they, she has a teenage daughter and uh I went she she's like, "Well, I have to work. Can you go and and pick these clothes up and pay for them?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll I'll do that." And I sat there and had an over an hour conversation with another at-home parent. Like, 
we both had the same similar mindsets for this almost the same exact similar reasons. And it was one of those things where we're like, oh my God, is this what it means to actually be like, talk to another human being openly, no judgments, just having a neighborly conversation like people used to have all the time. But I just, I don't have that. I don't have someone to text or call or, yeah, I, I do technically. I could probably reach out and someone would eventually message me back. But I will be open about this and, and my wife knows about this and my older kids know about this. But I have a humongous fear of rejection from scenarios that don't even exist to everyone that I may or may not know. No lie. And this started a long time ago when I, you know, mentally have an expectation of how some a scenario is going to play out and it doesn't play out that way. And then I just, or I've gotten told no by people that I don't, didn't think would tell me no when I have not told them no, thinking it would be reciprocatable. I know that's not a word, but and then they, I get told no, and I'm like, what the fuck? So, and in the past where one of the people that I thought would take a bullet for me, and, you know, I I, I still in subconsciously and forever will be considered my best friend, you know, you, you kind of realize they grow up. They're, they're not expected to be your best friend forever. You know, they go out and meet someone and they're happy and they have a life of their own and they become their own, their own entity with, without you. And, you know, you realize that maybe, you know, your friendship was a stepping stone, you know, friendship and between that and the beginnings and endings of relationships and marriages and all that in my life, I, and, and you know, my, my father passing away, that's, you know, in two weeks, he, he'll be dead for eight years. And, uh, you know, you realize nothing in this world lasts forever. There's no guarantee. We don't get out of this alive. You know, it's the debt we all have to pay. Um, and, you know, you see all these motivational speakers and all this stuff and, I do have that inkling, that little just like poke once in a great while in the far reaches of my mind trying to get me up and on my feet and, you know, the, the, it never, it usually doesn't win. You know, my, that little teenager, that 14 year old kid that, you know, you knew going, Hey, you can do better. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? And trying to kind of like, they can't, trying to persuade you to be a better person. But the, because humans are negatively biased, all the negative shit that is just under the depression title and anxiety and just emotional baggage in general kind of drowns out that voice of, being ambitious and being driven and being motivated. And the catch is you're with my fear of rejection. I'm so afraid of 
failing somebody or myself that I just don't even try. And I know that I'm, I'm intelligent enough to know the difference that this is actually happening to myself on a day to day, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. And, you know, you're, you're trying to be selfless with your children. I have a two year old that I'm trying to be a better father than I was to my previous children, which I already know by default that I am because my oldest son just graduated high school and I was a shit dad for being a teenage dad. Then I had three in my early twenties, which there you're trying, you're not maturing enough mentally or physically. You just, you think that you're your life, your past life, where you didn't have any responsibilities was just going to continue because, you know, I am a millennial and I thought the party was never going to stop and I was going to have friends forever and they were just going to be like, hey, let's go drinking and let's go four-wheeling and let's go do this and hey, you want to go fishing this weekend and thinking that that was never going to end and then you get to your late 20s, early 30s and marriage two ends and it's you had no, there's nothing you can do about it because it wasn't your decision. You were just part of the crash. And maybe it was for the better. And you do that healing process. But the catch is, as you went older, you you're uh, you emotionally, mentally, and physically mature. So when something like that happens in a later time in your life, it cuts a lot deeper. It's not a surface wound like it would be in, in your teens where you don't take anything really, really personal. And it cuts really, it cuts a nerve. You don't even see it on the surface. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, internal bleeding, uh, you know, emotionally and mentally. And, you know, I had to start over in my thirties. I had to start life literally all over again. So then you grow from that. You know, try to be successful and, you know, you try your best. And I lived on my own for the first time ever in my life when I was 34 year, or 32 years old. Sorry, I jumped ahead there. 32 years old, I was living on my own in my apartment by myself for the first time in my entire life. I was in my 30s living on my own. Don't wait that long. Anyone out there that just graduate high school, college, anything like that. I know it's hard and you're going to be, you know, sitting on the floor, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, eating Ritz crackers and drinking bottled water. But pay your bills, learn, get that confidence and that responsibility to go, you can do this without anyone's help. Everybody needs that eventually. They need that little poke. But, you know, I, I read the studies and there's some research, you know, when you're in love, when you're in Fall down on your knees and crawl and beg and smile ear to ear to the point where your face cramps in love with somebody. You get lazy. You do. And I'm in a I'm in a particular situation now where, you know, between me and my wife, when I when we were both working, we were making fantastic money. And we were paying off debts and saving money. And we're looking at the savings account going, oh, my God, do I think we could go to Disney and just write a check for it and, you know, buy a new car and, you know, pay off the house and just start this whole domino effect of being better off than you were. And then you realize that 
you know, paper, you know, money's just paper. It can burn and coins are just metal trinkets. And that has nothing to do with the technical value of your life. But I'm still, I still have fear. I still have, I'm still afraid every day of what if it ends? What if it goes away? What if it stops? You know, what if I end up alone in the dark again? You know, what if something I'm not prepared for happens? You know, I have a fear of rejection. I have a fear of falling. I have just those insecurities that I think a lot of people do have, but you know, I'm, I'm good at hiding them. I'm talkative. I'm social. You know, I can talk to a stranger for hours and it has, no, and I just walk away going, cool. I learned something and they learned something about me. And you know, it, it's nothing, any, any, no little dark secrets or nothing. It's just general stuff that I don't really give a shit about, but I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Truthfully, I'm not me seven years ago. I'm not me 14 years ago, 21, 28. You realize I'm going by sevens, right? Because statistically, biologically, scientifically proven that you reset yourself every every seven years. Your cells replicate, your old ones die off. And that's why eventually your body just shuts down because every time it replicates, a, there's a flaw. There's a, something misses. It's not the same. That's where wrinkles come from. That's where gray hair comes from. You know, your cells replicate. And if this hormone's not going at full force because you're getting older or that, or that part of your brain or that organ or something is slowing down because it's, the cells can't replicate fast enough to keep up. You know, you get gray, you get old, you die. But... I've, I don't know. I don't know if this, I, I don't call this a midlife crisis, although it can qualify as one, I guess. I just realized that what I expected my life to be going into my 40s isn't even damn near close to what I expect it to be. Although I do have good stuff. I, I mean, I can count my blessings, I guess. You know, I am thankful for having a wife that loves me for me, that provides and works her ass off so I can stay home and be an at-home dad, which I'm really actually good at. And, you know, being able to be the nerdy, geeky, you know, nobody, fugly person that I am. And, you know, I am happier than I ever been. And I'm in a situation where I, I, I'm, I needed to, I need to be. And, you know, I have, an 18 year old son and I have three children. I have four, you know, I have five children. I have three boys and two girls and they're, you know, they all know who their father is. It's not like I was absent from any of their lives. It's, you know, there was absenteeism in there. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't perfect. I was missing from the picture in significant ways, but you know, that's where my, you know, I have, expectations and maybe I shouldn't maybe I should just go by the you see you know fly by the seat of my pants moment to moment but if I did that I don't know where I would be I don't know if it would be any more exciting than it is now but that's you know my crisis right now I guess mentally and emotionally that I just realized that this 
just kind of sucks that I'm a social butterfly. I'm a social person. I'm a talker. And there's no one to talk to. My words fall on deaf ears. No one really cares what I have to say. Because as long as the bills are being paid, the lights stay on, the food goes in their mouth and down their belly, and they shit it out and it tastes good, and I just tell them what they want to hear, life goes on. Good or bad, I don't know. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. But, yeah, if you hear this, if you listen to it, if you care... If you're not a family member or a biological, you know, child of mine, you know, reach out. I know the phone works both ways. I know texting and messaging and all that. But take a deep breath, reach out, show that, yeah, you know, I actually have someone there out there that's not my wife and my children and my family that might actually show up to my funeral that if I something did happen, you know, share some stories, share some memories. Remember the good times. All right, man. I'll see you.